the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Jacob's prosperity did not rest on dishonesty. He'd been absolutely truthful and equitable in his dealings with Laban. You know, there is a misconception that Jacob was a a schemer, a conniver, and, and dealt underhandedly with Laban. Fact is, while there is a battle of wits, Jacob was above board and honest through and through. And that's the lesson we're learning today on Study Verse by Verse with Pastor Leighton Sheely from Church of the Highlands in San Bruno and online at highlands.us. Here's Pastor Leighton now with today's broadcast of Study Verse by Verse in Genesis chapter 30. So Laban thinks he has limited Jacob's potential growth. Verse 37, Jacob, however, took fresh cut branches from poplar, almond, and plane trees and made white stripes on them by peeling the dark, the bark and exposing the white inner wood of the branches. Then he placed the peeled branches in all the watering troughs so that they would be directly in front of the flocks when they came to drink. When the flocks were in heat and came to drink, they made it in front of the branches and they bore young that were streaked or speckled or spotted. Jacob set apart the young of the flock by themselves, but made the rest face the streaked and dark-colored animals that belonged to Laban. Thus he made separate flocks for himself and did not put them with Laban's animals. Whenever the stronger females were in heat, Jacob would place the branches in the troughs in front of the animals so that they would mate near the branches. But if the animals were weak, he would not place them there. So the weak animals went to Laban and the strong ones to Jacob. In this way, the man grew exceedingly prosperous and came to own large flocks and maidservants and men servants and camels and donkeys. You know, there have been some of the scholars, the Bible scholars, who suggested that Jacob deceived Laban by making this bargain and using unfair means to increase the portion of spotted and striped animals that were born. It should not be forgotten, however, that Jacob had been given the opportunity by Laban to set his own wages. He could have required a significant portion of Laban's flock to begin his own flock with and had that flock mixed for the best results. The point is that that Jacob made this bargain as difficult for himself and as generous to Laban as it possibly could have been. And so there's no basis at all for any of the criticisms or accusations against Jacob's conduct in this regard. See, many scholars have painted this as a deceiver against deceiver contest. And the point of the story here is to show us this is a deceiver versus ex-deceiver contest. Because Jacob has met God... And that's been transformative for Jacob. Now, what about the peeled branches here that are referenced? 
Well, according to several Bible scholars, these peeled sticks belong in the same category as Rachel's mandrakes, that they were nothing more than superstitious practices that had no effect on what actually happened. That God controlled the genetic structure of the animals, and he, he chose to multiply those who were spotted and striped, thus increasing Jacob's wealth quickly. And remember that God did promise to prosper Jacob at Bethel. But there are also some other scholars who believe that there might be some scientific basis for Jacob's success. An article from the Jewish Encyclopedia argues that careful observation, by careful observation as to which animals are more energetic, a breeder can determine which single-colored animals carry recessive genes for spottedness. Now, also remember that Jacob is a mature man. In fact, scholars think he might have been as much as 90 years old by this time. And that he was a very intelligent and observer, uh, observ observant of man. And that he spent most of this lifetime raising and studying cattle and sheep and goats. So he may have learned some things along the way. There's an interesting choice of words in verse 38, in which the word that's translated conceive in the King James Version is a Hebrew word that means to be hot. So the verse might be read, and he set the rods which he peeled before the flocks in the gutters of the watering troughs when the flocks came to drink, that they should become hot or in heat when they came to drink. So in some way, the sight of these white streaked rods seemed to stimulate the sexual activity of the animals. And maybe that's really what Jacob had in mind here. He wanted to speed up the reproductive process so that they have as many offspring as possible so that of those, a percentage would be the likes of which he sought. But this would presumably benefit Laban even more than himself because of the portions of the animals. And then as a further measure, uh, Jacob uh, decided to divide the flocks into two shifts, consisting of stronger and weaker animals, respectively. And he used the rods and the troughs when the stronger animals were there, but not when the weaker ones were. And so the stronger ones were then stimulated to mate, and the others were not. And again, this is a sound practice of animal husbandry that, again, logically would have been a great benefit to Laban as well as to Jacob. It would ensure that those who were newborn were healthy and strong. However... There continued to be produced an abnormally great percentage of spotted and speckled young. And it was not until later that Jacob came to understand the providential intervention, the intervention of God, that caused the unusual percentage of streaked and spotted animals to be born. But it was in the space of these few years, perhaps five years or six years, that Jacob's flock had grown so much he had to employ multiple servants, both male and female, and purchase many camels, very expensive, and donkeys. So he very quickly became a prosperous rancher. 
but he had not done so by dishonest manipulation of his own, but rather by sound practices of animal breeding, which should have been to an even greater benefit to Laban. But God had intervened in such a manner, that's not what took place. Now that brings up the question then, well, how in the world did Jacob come up with this plan? And the answer is provided in verse 10 of the chapter 31. When he brings his wives together and explains that the angel of God has spoken to him in a dream concerning the striped and spotted animals. Now, the scriptures are explicit that God opened Rachel's womb, and they're also explicit that God intervened and gave the livestock to Jacob. Because he says, thus God has taken away the livestock of your father and given them to me. So regardless of however it happened and regardless of how much Jacob knew about animal husbandry and genetics before they were called that, ultimately it was God who did it. It was God who prospered Jacob. As God had promised from the top of that ladder, he was going to be faithful to be with Jacob, and he was. And along with that was the promise of a people, a prosperity, and a place. And now he had the people, and he had the prosperity. And think about this, that God prospered Jacob beyond his wildest imaginations. In his bargaining with God, back in chapter 28, Jacob said, If God will be with me, and will watch over me on this journey I am taking, and will give me food to eat and clothes to wear so that I return safely to my father's house, then the Lord will be my God, and this stone that I have set up as a pillar will be God's house, and of all that you have given me, I will give you a tenth. So all he asked for was safety and food and clothing. But look how much God gave him instead. Instead of the mere necessities, he gave him a large family and great wealth. In this way, the man grew exceedingly prosperous and came to own large flocks and maidservants and men servants and camels and donkeys. He became a very, very rich man. And like his father, grandfather Abraham, he also oversaw a large assembly of servants and flocks and camels. But Jacob's prosperity did not rest on dishonesty. He'd been absolutely truthful and equitable in his dealings with Laban. But because of God's blessing, his wealth came so quickly that Laban's sons complained and accused him of having stolen their father's wealth. That was not true. What was true is that he was blessed by the providence of God. So we find here now that Jacob is looking better than he ever has. He's still got a long way to go, but he's no longer the heel-grabbing deceiver who deceived his father and stole his brother's blessing and birthright. Jacob is now becoming a man of character who kept his word. 
It all began, the change began when he met God and God met him. When God meets us, it is inevitable that our lives are transformed. If our lives are not transformed, we have not really met God. And when we meet God and we realize that God is the one who guides, provides, and protects, we no longer feel that we have to scheme in order to accomplish this. So a life of faith is a life without scheming. And that is the lesson we've been learning these last couple of programs here on Study Verse by Verse. Our time together with Pastor Leighton Sheely has taken us to Genesis chapter 30 today. To review the broadcast at your convenience, we invite you to visit our website, highlands.us. That's highlands.us. You'll also find information about Church of the Highlands right here in San Bruno, where we meet, what time, and directions. Again, you'll find it all at highlands.us, highlands.us. Tomorrow, we move into chapter 31 of Genesis. Join us then for study verse by verse with our teacher and pastor, Pastor Leighton Sheely. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.